0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. During this Lenten season, we have heard our Lord's call to intensify our struggle against sin, death, and the devil all that prevents us from trusting in God and loving each other. It is usually our intention on this Holy Thursday to receive the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ, in which he strengthens our faith by giving us his body to eat and his blood to drink. Although we cannot gather to celebrate this sacrament together, nonetheless it is proper that we diligently examine ourselves, as St. Paul urges us to do. That in examining ourselves we find nothing in us but sin and death, from which we are incapable of delivering ourselves. Therefore our Lord Jesus Christ has had mercy on us. For our benefit he became man so that he might fulfill for us the whole will and law of God, and to deliver us took upon himself our sin and the punishment we deserve. So that we might more confidently believe this and be strengthened in the faith and in holy living, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. It is as if he said, I became man, and all that I do and suffer is for your good. As a pledge of this, I give you my body to eat. In the same way, also he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Again, it is as if he said, I have had mercy on you by taking into myself all your iniquities. I give myself into death, shedding my blood to obtain grace and forgiveness of sins and to comfort and establish the New Testament which gives forgiveness and everlasting salvation. As a pledge of this, I give you my blood to drink. Therefore, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup, confidently believing this word and promise of Christ, dwells in Christ and Christ in him and has eternal life. We should also do this in remembrance of him, showing his death, that he was delivered for our offenses and raised for our justification. Giving Him our most heartfelt thanks, we take up our cross and follow Him, and according to His commandment, love one another as He has loved us. For we are all one bread and one body, even as we are all partakers of the one bread and drink from the one cup. For just as the one cup is filled with the wine of many grapes and one bread made from countless grains, so also we, being many, are one body in Christ. Because of Him we love one another, not only in word, but in deed and in truth. May the almighty and merciful God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, by his Holy Spirit, accomplish this in us. We follow the order of complying, which is found on page 253 in your hymnals. Page 253.
1: The Lord Almighty, grant us a quiet night and peace at the last. Amen. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praise to Your name, O Most High, to herald Your love in the morning,
0: Your truth at the close of the. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Holy and gracious God, I confess that I have sinned against you this day. Some of my sin I know, the thoughts and words and deeds of which I am ashamed. But some is known only to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask forgiveness. Deliver and restore me that I may rest in peace. By the mercy of God, we are redeemed by Jesus Christ, and in him we are forgiven. We rest now in his peace and rise in the morning to serve him. Amen. We continue with hymn number 617. O Lord, we praise thee. from Exodus chapter 12. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household, and no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day shall be for you a memorial day, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations, as a statute forever. You shall keep it as a feast. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. But the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. so that we may not be condemned along with the world. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. A reading from John chapter 13. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, He loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you will have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was about to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Into your
1: hands, O Lord, I command my spirit. Into your hands I command my spirit. You have redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth into your hands i command my spirit glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy spirit into your hands i command my spirit
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A few years ago, there was a bombing at a church in Tanta, Egypt, during their Palm Sunday celebration. An interviewer spoke with the priest, and here's what he reported. Here's the quotation from the priest. What can I say? Thank God. That's all. That's all that the priest had to say. What can I say? Thank God. That priest was celebrating the Lord's Supper that Sunday. His son and at least 26 other people were killed when a suicide bomber attacked during the Palm Sunday service. At least 17 were killed as a second suicide bomber attacked a church in Alexandria a couple of hours later. What can I say? Thank God. Of all the things this father could have said, that was perhaps the least likely, probably the most difficult. Why do you suppose he was grateful? grateful to be alive? It's hard to imagine a parent who, at the death of a child, would thank God for being left alive. Perhaps he was patient, like Job, who refused to curse God and instead confessed, The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But even Job, whose blamelessness is heralded in the Bible... Job finds that his patience wears thin. He is finally drained of his gratitude as his understanding, his reason, is at odds with the will of God. Maybe that priest, maybe he was echoing Jesus. In our gospel lesson today, St. John paints a picture so familiar you might have missed Its vivid cruelty. Jesus is having supper with his disciples, and he knows that the hour is at hand. His hour is at hand, the hour of his betrayal. He knows that he is to be betrayed. He knows who will betray him. He knows that everyone will abandon him. He knows that he will be delivered into the hands of men, just as it was written of him. He knows that all the blood shed by goats and calves and bulls and sprinkled everywhere on everyone and every holy thing under the Old Covenant, that was nothing in comparison, just a shadow, a foretaste of what was about to happen to him, of the shedding and sprinkling of his blood. And yet, in the middle of all of that, Jesus thanked God, as Paul tells us. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread and blessed it. And he took the cup and gave thanks. And he said to the disciples, This is my body, this is my blood, given and shed for you. And he thanked God. He could look down into his hands holding the bread and the cup and see the very price that he was about to pay for our sins. He held before the disciples the body and blood that he would offer in sacrifice. He invited them not just to look at or contemplate his suffering and death. He gave it to them to be tasted and eaten. And he knew that he would be betrayed. He knew that he would be abandoned. And he knew that even they, his closest friends, the ones to whom he had given himself, his body and blood, they would disavow him. They would disavow that body and blood. Not only were they with Jesus, as the people in the court of the high priest suspected of Peter, and not only had they dined with Jesus, but he fed them his body and blood, And he had drawn closer to them than was ever possible. And yet, they would pretend that it had never happened. Jesus knew all of this. And he knew that you and I would be guilty of the same. And yet, handing his body and blood over to his disciples, handing his body and blood over to you and me, He gave thanks. Who can do that? Who can thank God in the middle of suffering and death? Those Christians in Egypt learned that Palm Sunday several years ago, they learned what it was like to be in the middle of suffering and death. It's hard to imagine what a fearful experience it would have been simply to go to church knowing what violence had taken place. There were pictures of the bombed churches in Egypt in the news afterwards. And looking at them, you couldn't miss all of the blood. It was everywhere. This conspicuous deep red in pools on the ground and sprinkled everywhere and on everyone on the columns and walls and windows and dripping down the backs of pews. For most people reading the news in those days, those pictures satisfied some morbid curiosity. Hopefully for others, there was some pity aroused. But for the church, for the church, the sight of blood does something else. The sight of blood calls to mind sacrifice. The sacrifices of Israel, blood sprinkled everywhere. The Passover lamb with blood painted on the doorposts and lintels, and then Christ, the Lamb of God, standing before his disciples with his blood of the new covenant about to be shed for the forgiveness of sins. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, that priest, when he thanked God, maybe he was echoing Jesus. Maybe he was echoing Jesus because at the horrifying sight of all that blood, he gave thanks. Maybe he gave thanks because he knew that this is what it means to be the body of Christ. Maybe he gave thanks because he knew that although he had lost a son, the noble army of martyrs still praises God. He knew that to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Maybe he knew that the body of Christ is glorified in suffering and death. Maybe he gave thanks because he knew that when Jesus entered once for all into the holy places, not with the blood of animals, but with his own blood, he secured an eternal redemption for us. Maybe this priest gave thanks because, seeing the body of Christ persecuted and wounded and bleeding, he was reminded that that is precisely how Christ's body saved us. Today marks the beginning of a three-day service. The triduum, it's called. A three-day feast of thanksgiving. That's what the church does when it worships God. It gives thanks. We offer sacrifices of thanksgiving. And we do that precisely by receiving from God the very things for which we are thankful. There is no better way to give thanks than to receive the gift, the forgiveness of sins, life and salvation, vindication over suffering and death. And here, in this three-day service, we learn the answer to the question, who can be grateful in the middle of suffering and death? What's the answer? Christ can. And so can his body the church. What can we say? Thank God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We continue with hymn number 640, Thee We Adore, O Hidden Savior.
1: Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my cry. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. In righteousness I shall see you. When I awake, your presence
0: will give me joy. Let us pray. O Lord, in this wondrous sacrament, you have left us a remembrance of your passion. Grant that we may always receive the sacred mystery of your body and blood, that the fruits of your redemption may continually be manifest in us. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray Forever and ever. Amen.
1: My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, Enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted, They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued, In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, Scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me, They make mouths at me, they wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord, let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breast. On you was I cast from my birth. And from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, And there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me, Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me, like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, My precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion, YOU HAVE RESCUED ME FROM THE HORNS OF THE WILD oxen. I WILL TELL OF YOUR NAME TO MY BROTHERS. IN THE MIDST OF THE CONGREGATION I WILL PRAISE YOU. YOU WHO FEAR THE LORD, PRAISE HIM. ALL YOU OFFSPRING OF JACOB, GLORIFY HIM. AND STAND IN AWE OF HIM, ALL YOU OFFSPRING OF ISRAEL. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, and he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation, my vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied, Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord. And he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim a righteousness to a people yet unborn, that he has done it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.